Hey guys, so if you are unaware of Valerie Barrow, she is an amazing galactic channeler and author. She did a lot of important work uh, in Australia and she brought forward some fantastic information. Uh, we had her set up to come on the show and in the process of emailing back and forth, unfortunately she passed away and has transitioned. Surely she is still working for the light and she is here today with us, but we decided that her to go ahead and put together a compilation of highlights from one of our favorite interviews of her. Uh, we strongly believe in her message and it's absolutely beautiful. She's a wealth of knowledge. She has uh, some incredible ancient wisdom and she shares a lot of forgotten galactic history. And we wanted to share that with you. Uh, so we went ahead and put this together. Uh, so can we just keep her in our thoughts? And we ask you guys, if you enjoy this, just to please share her message far and wide. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Being prompted to write. I was actually called. I was never looking for any of this. I was called and awakened one night and a voice, very dignified voice, was asking me to um, stand up. And it's a bit of a long story and I don't know how much time I've got, Stephen, so can I just people, this? I've been asked to put it all in this book now, this latest one, and uh, in part two it's got where I was holding the sacred Alcaringa stone you know, that um, belong to the Indigenous people of Australia. And that seems to be a big part of my mission into helping people to understand how the clever ones actually are able to hold and know knowledge even before humans were said to exist on the planet. Uh, they know about the creation of the planet, that type of story, and they call it dreaming. Now, I've come to understand also that the dreaming, of course, is in um, science where we talk about the, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, there's, an as there's a name for it. Um, I can't think of it now. It's um, an aspect of sleeping, and it's just the one before deep sleep. And it's, it's part of the dreaming so that it's not linked to the brain. It still has images, and it can communicate, and your higher self, your God self, actually can send messages through to you. And this is what I understand is happening to the indigenous people, the clever ones that have been chosen, and they know it's their work when they're first born. The whole tribe know that. And, um, and they actually then just tune, be quiet, they train. There's a lot of initiation. Sometimes they have a near-death experience and come back again, which has happened to me also. And um, when you channel, your brain's asleep. You've got this uh, talk and this conversation coming through. It's actually borrowed your voice box to come through and speak. I have no idea what's going to come. And um, this is what it is with channelers. There's many of them on, on the earth. I understand there's something like 144,000 that have committed to come to earth at this time because we are gradually with the new energy coming onto this earth all the time, it's raising consciousness. So there's layers of consciousness changing all the time where you can look back and think, well, you couldn't talk about UFOs, say, 
in the 50s, people would laugh. But now there's more people uh, opening up to it. Um, so um, it's a big story. This is a thing. And I think the, the real uh, answer is for people to experience it themselves. And they can do that. Everybody is a star person. There's no doubt about that. And they've come from the stars and they're influenced by the stars all the time without really realizing it. And they have thoughts and think or a dream and think, um, where did that come from? But it was meaningful to them and it helped them make a decision about their life. Everybody has that in them. And we call it intuition, which means inside teaching. So we haven't been sort of just dropped here into an earth body without this consciousness coming with us which we all refer to as a soul. And uh, the soul consciousness is, is the secret. That's when you meditate and you can actually still the brain and actually connect to the soul consciousness, which uh, can relate to your over soul and then to your God self, if you like. Like I said, a little bit wary about the use of God because there's been things done in the name of God which got nothing to do with God at all. And um, so people need to be use discernment always. And that is linked to our feeling. We are all sentient beings and so we feel. Something feels right or it feels familiar or it doesn't feel quite right. So we just leave that or let it go for a while. And um, we're training, and it's self-training, and it's discipline. And there are people that will help you to gain or tap into that actual um, world, that dimension, that consciousness, which is everything. And consciousness exists in everything. It just doesn't always have a language, and it's not just humans. It is in everything. And the indigenous people in Australia understood that and know it. And so they're losing it a little now because of the white man's ways and them trying to adjust and it's just so different. It's very hard for them to find a medium way, medium way to all interact. However, if we listen to them and some of and quite a lot of the information that they have, we can learn a lot and they certainly can help with understanding the environment and listening to the way the planet has been created and the necessity for it to be protected and to, can I say, not have disagreements about whether we have climate change or not, but rather listen to the scientists that say that the world, the earth, is very badly polluted and that is no denial. We need to deal with that. And once we deal with that, the climate will change. It'll look after itself. We have been invited by our contacts from Andromeda, who actually um, say they have created our planet in the first place. If I can go back further than that, there have been Star Wars. It's not fiction, it's real. And it's in mythologies of many, many uh, different races on this planet. And uh, there's a reality there. So the fact that there have been Star Wars means that there's been use of bombs and um, freezing so that things are actually, I can't think of the word now, but just frozen. And, um, and so that, um, that has happened also. There was a time on this planet when it was uh, the time of giants. Um, 
if you go to another planet, it wouldn't look like giants, but comparing to how it is here on this Earth, this planet, uh, it was a time of giants. And um, there were, um, shall we say, illegal people that had come from the stars to occupy this Earth and were misusing uh, genetic engineering. They're very clever with that. The source asks that anyone that is uh, using genetic engineering, that they connect with the source of all creation and find permission first for all their creations. So it's, a necessar it's necessary that we understand that the universal laws and the universal laws also, we have been given free will. And that means that the star people can't readily come and help us. They want to. There are many, many benevolent star people that have presented themselves in many different names. For me, they have said they are united planetary nations and they have agreed to help and they want to help but they can't just step in and take over. So they drop little thoughts around us and if we pick it up, it becomes our choice and so that we can move and uh, be led or guided from those thoughts. However, they do now want to actually present themselves in a hologram of light, the same way they did to me back in 2017. Um, Andromeda Val, she calls herself, actually presented herself and looking very human and uh, presented herself in this light beside my bed and I was awake and I must say I was a bit <laughs> a bit surprised but it actually um, helped me to understand also uh, of um, how it is they communicate mind to mind and so to communicate they need channelers like I am that um, they borrow the bus voice box and speak through that person. It's all been agreed to long before any of us have come. When we come, we have agreed to some certain amount of things happening in our life ahead of us. And uh, one of the things for people like myself with 144,000 that have come voluntarily, they didn't have to come, but they've come to help to earth the new energy that's coming and gradually changing and uh, calibrating the earth and bringing it back to the balance that it had before the fall of Atlantis. The Earth almost died at that time, and there have been reports about that from scientists all over, and confusion for scientists also because Earth dated, shall we say, old Earth became on the top of new Earth, and so it was all mixed up, and but at the uh, measurement and dating could be very confusing. However, um, they have attempted to, uh, with this sacred stone, for instance, in holding it, they gave a clear, clear way of um, how to, how to, uh, how it all happened. That was a brief overview. That is now part two in this book. And so, if anyone's interested, it's um, it's all done with love, and it's also been blessed by the avatar of um, India called Sri Satchasabhama who actually called me and gave me this ring. He manifested it and put it on my hand. This is the one here. It actually is a diamond and um, I was shown that it was actually made by extraterrestrials. I could see long white fingers working very, very fast and um, it was explained that it was made the same way as humans make industrial diamonds. 
And so when Sababa gave me this ring, he put it in my hand and said, when you look in there, I will be there. And so now at this time, he helps people. We um, work on Skype with people in a, um, to go into a light meditation. It's not a heavy meditation at all. But the energy is there, and I'm able to take energies from my mobile, which shows the different energy colors and patterns that show up while the work's being done. And they're actually having scala energy, which is what uh, Nikola Tesla talked about. It's now moved on and called scala energy. And uh, it helps to lift and recalibrate the, uh, shall I say, the DNA within our earth body. Because that's lagging behind. It's a little harder, it's heavier, it's harder to lift that consciousness, whereas our brain and our consciousness from our soul consciousness can be lifted much easier. It's done with our thought, it's done with focus and uh, focus and intent. And that's the secret because in actual fact, when you think about um, consciousness, it is not limited by time or distance at all. And so it's all relative where you focus and where, what your intent is. And that's the thing to begin to actually help yourself to actually focus and not get distracted in any way. And that is a clear connection to your God self or creator self. And from there, you can have conversations, have conversations with God if you like. And the important thing too, is that you can actually, um, what can I say? Uh, give up your brain in the, what your, your personal uh, personality wants or thinks and dedicate yourself to your God self and follow from that point, you're not giving your power away, you're actually gaining it. And uh, that's an important thing, but it's uh, not important, it's important not to give away your power to anyone else, of course, not at all. And so um, you can actually follow and live a life here, which is difficult on this planet, because we are here to help many, many different um, star people that are coming into Earth bodies that are cold-blooded, that's in this corner of our, um, our galaxy, the Milky Way, and uh, we have all agreed to help one another. And this is important that we don't judge anything. However, it doesn't mean to say we have to be best friends with everyone, um, but there is a prayer. Now, that sounds like religion, but it's actually science because if you have an intent and a focus and you're calling on the source of all creation to help this person, then you hand it over and then it will be led and given in any way. This helps the star people then to bypass the universal law of intruding without being asked first. So you can ask for other people as well. Um, and if it's given, it's, shall we say, the creator's choice. You just hand it over. We are not alone, never alone. There's always our angelic self that is helping us more than anything else. An angelic self might seem like a religious way of looking at something, and that's true. But that's how we recognize it. But it could be another form. We could call it a God being. Um, and it is a form that 
is our raised connection to the source of all creation. This is where we're heading back. We are, I believe, being heading back to an alignment, which we were out of after Atlantis fell. Um, that was a big, big mess then. Uh, but getting back to Atlantis when it fell, it dropped in consciousness and then it's been gradually trying to climb back up. And it's only something like 12,000 years. It was started long before that as far as Atlantis goes, but 12,000 years ago when it uh, crashed and everything was all in a mess, absolutely being blown up, and all because scientists did do something without permission from the source. They were warned by other scientists and they didn't take any notice. And so there was a huge, huge second moon that was being created and it went into the sea uh, in the Caribbean near the, um, oh, I can think of the name, Chicha Club, <laughs> I can't think, I can't pronounce it and yet I can see the image. Um, so this is a secret I think about getting out more of this knowledge, more of this information and different experiences, not sort of taking on board what feels right for you personally but not necessarily wiping it out off altogether because it might be that you just haven't got to that layer of consciousness that it does make sense and that's what's been happening we've been climbing like a ladder climbing step by step on this level which is getting to what they call a level playing field and if you measure it it's the same as frequency and vibration of crystal it's no, it's no coincidence that crystal was used in first radios and also the first uh, discoveries or rather attempts to explore our outer space, that type of thing. So that crystal is very important. And um, more and more of the teachings and words that uh, Nikola Tesla had, he said, if you want to know about the universe, think of energy, think of energy, frequency and vibration. That sounds very simple. And of course, if you start analyzing, it really gets very complicated. And uh, it's numbers too. I do understand it is a way of measurement. And measurement does take place with the star people, but consciousness is the thing. And so when consciousness, that means everything is happening at once. In other words, the past, the present, and the future is all together. It is where you focus and intend to focus and drawing upon your God self or an angelic being, if you like, or whoever you trust from other worlds, accept that they do exist and that we do not die. We leave our physical earth body, yes, that goes back, and the brain goes back to earth as dust, yes. But science will say that you cannot destroy energy. And uh, that's true. It changes form, and that's what happened. We actually go back to the light being we have always been, as well as an earth body. We are an earth body and a light body, and the consciousness interact there, both of them. So getting caught up with all these technology and understanding, that's fine. Uh, and if that helps you to understand something, that's fine too. And so we need to respect always all the different ways people talk about things and not be rude or brush it off. Just think, well, it doesn't quite fit with the way I've been shown or whatever. Honour each person 
and respect each person. And that goes in all the um, different customs and cultures and um, the peoples that are on, the races that are on this planet Earth. That way we will find peace because it's only misunderstanding that causes conflict. We can always agree to disagree, but most of the time if we just keep rephrasing the way we speak or express ourselves, sooner or later you find we're all talking about the same thing. It's just that we were saying it in a different way. Understand if you go to consciousness only, telepathic communication, there's less likely to be misunderstanding. Now Uluru is another thing altogether because um, I believe there are indigenous people, uh, clever ones, the clever ones will say that Uluru has come from the stars. Well, holding the sacred stone, and I didn't know anything, um, I only heard all this afterwards, um, that um, Uluru had come from the stars. And there was a conflict in that scientists say, no, it couldn't have come from the stars. There could be a huge uh, impact crater, but it would have exploded or and it would not be really e real evidence of an asteroid coming in. Well, the stuff people have actually asked me now to write another book, which will be published in about six months. I've sent the manuscript now to the editors uh, at the publishers, and so they're working on it. Um, but I've also worked with a scientist and he was a bit cheery, no, it couldn't be, it couldn't be an asteroid and survive. However, when I gave him the clues that Ringer gave me or us, um, he started to change his thinking. And so we did put together a, um, what can I say, a PowerPoint presentation for scientists. We didn't talk about star people um, because they haven't been officially accepted yet. As soon as they are, all, uh, shall we say, theories or hypotheses that scientists have without the answers that they're looking for will be clear, clarified. The star people will be able to clarify and help them also how to get our planet back onto balance and the way it uh, is meant to be from when it was first created. They're they have actually put out an announcement, and that is on my website, also uh, with a YouTube. Uh, YouTube, I did channeling. Like I said, I don't know what's going to come. They just borrow my voice box and takes over. And um, they said they would like to meet the leaders. And so I, there's nothing I have to do, they said to me. But um, uh, there's, there's that uh, invitation. So they really are working and wanting to communicate officially and they will come and they will present themselves in a uh, hologram of light the way they did beside my bed. They have the technology, they have the radio connection already with different radios. It's like radio, We, from our point of view, it's a bit hard to accept but they have the advanced technology that does it and we connect to Andromeda whenever we have our monthly meetings. And, um, and so they give us information or answer questions, that type of thing. And um, so it's quite exciting actually now because they do want to come and present themselves in a hologram of light. 
And that's quite wonderful. And uh, hopefully it will happen and fairly soon, I think, because they are concerned about the state of our planet. It needs to be rethought about how it's used, how it's misused, and how we need to heal it. This one called The Secret Places of Lion. It's a very appropriate, I don't know if anybody's seen it, by George Hunt Williamson. Hang on, there you go. And uh, he's not alive anymore. He left us in 2015. And this book, just reading the first little bit, says mankind's earliest traditions speak of arrival of certain souls, not of this earth, who appear as radiant beings from heaven and who come to assist mankind in its struggle to develop its divine birthright. These self-sacrificing guardians of the human race have figured prominently in the wide panorama of human history. I really would recommend it. You can still get the book, and from I got mine from Booktopia, and uh, it's got a lot of information, um, and particularly about early ancient Egypt, which was the follow-on after Atlantis fell, and it was such a mess. Uh, and it had to be closed off. There was a, there's a, a net that you can't see with your eyes, but it holds our atmosphere in. And because of the uh, craziness that was going on when that um, second moon broke and went into the sea in Caribbean, um, it created such a disaster that it was sending out energies that were interfering with our um, a solar system and elsewhere and so the hierarchy had to immediately contain it and so that energy that was unseen there had to be tightened so it was tightened so that the energy was contained and it was said that what man had created upon the planet man had to undo and so now a lot of the star people the star people have been coming onto this planet on and off for millions of years and sometimes, particularly around Atlantean times, they tell us that um, the star people existed in civilizations. They weren't actually the same as humans. They didn't have the DNA that humans had because we've inherited, shall we say, animal DNA. We've evolved over the years and millions of years, and it goes back quite a long way. And at the time, and still is, we gradually... Um, can say evolving and raising in consciousness and changing. Um, there have been interaction with different star people with um, our human body also, and that was written um, and that's been um, reported also, which is I think a very interesting one in this story. This is this is actually when can I say we uh, after I had held that sacred alchemy stone a year later i had um, published this diary which as i said has already been in, um, reproduced now um, but it was a diary virtually and it attracted a very lovely um, clever um, indigenous healer he came and introduced himself he was quite stern actually he was wanting to know what as a woman what i was doing with this sacred stone and i always knew that it was men's business and that i shouldn't open it and i never did however it still gave me all this information and that is by just 
well, I didn't know I could do it actually, but I just held it and it just started flowing through me. I was filled with this bright blue white light and these questions and answers and I was still conscious. I could still see myself in the room. But, um, and so I was assisted as well. So you can always get assistance with anything that you reach out and you really want to do if you are sincere. Well, at another layer at that time, I obviously had agreed to do all this and there was something about that I knew, although consciously I didn't at that time. However, it's unfolded and um, there was talk then about these Egyptian glyphs that were at Carrion that uh, Stephen and Evan talk about, and that's where I met them, actually. Um, and uh, they, um, they're coming from a scientific point. We're coming from a metaphysic point, but they do interact, very much so. So it's like quantum physics. Quantum physics, it's all part of the same thing. It's just that we haven't actually begun to explore that larger picture. And um, I think Alan was talking about that, and um, he was, definitely. So it's a case of opening up and finding a different way and also making a ceremony, if you like, of, that you would like to know more and connect to your God self. Once you start doing that, things will happen. Be aware of signs and symbols. They're very important in that they teach a lot. There's an understanding, as I said, there's not the same understanding for um, each person. The Hell. first um, lion's gate was Uluru because the Leonine race from, uh, can I say, um, Milky Way, have actually, from Sirius, they actually came, they were part of the requirement by the hierarchy to help change the um, what was happening upon this earth. It was getting so that it was out of control. The huge dinosaurs had eaten all the foliage. They were dying back. Their bodies weren't going back quickly enough into the earth. The whole environment, the atmosphere was changing and it was wrecking what the environment, sorry, what the uh, hierarchy had actually created in the first place. And so it had to be stopped. They didn't like doing it, but what they did do is actually use these. Um, my husband actually, John, remembered the life of a lion and the lion people and uh, how they were like the cosmic cops. <laughs> and so they sort of acted a kind of um, peacemakers. However, bombing Earth to recreate and um, let go all that existed at that time, which was something like 60 million years ago. Because with the experiments of the illegal um, occupiers of our planet, they just came and took it over. This is the cold-blooded people. They actually took it over and they, um, we can't judge them, but um, they did take it over and they were using experimental, having fun actually creating new works of art all the time as they saw it. And uh, so there were new animals, new birds, new uh, crustaceans, a uh, whole lot of things. There's a real story in it and it all comes out and explained in this, this book. This book was actually came together by many people remembering being star people and remembering the event that happened at that time. That was nearly a million years ago. Now time differs with the star people and here. So it was a long time ago. 
you could say seven to nine hundred thousand years ago and uh, that was when we were lifted from animal man to human human is light and so we were lift, lifted with a soul and a light being as well and which is what we have gone on to be and um and who have eventually become because there have been a m more evolvements down through the time since then. But that was the big change. And um, we started to get this story after our friend, uh, Jerry, who took us, the Aboriginal clever fellow, the healer, took us to the site at Carrion. And um, these Egyptian-like hieroglyphs actually somehow opened us we we're all mediums and they all it seemed to unlock this memory of being star people and then more heard about it and more contacted me and it seemed like i was the one that had to um put it together because my role at another time completely was with el Jeringa, who's always been uh, known by many of the indigenous people here, on, especially on the eastern side of Australia and central Australia, um, always been helping. But um, he also, he was the commander-in-chief of the huge mothership, huge mothership, called Rexagena. Interesting that Rexagena means king and genes, of course, genes, so it's like king genes, which came. They had a long, it was very difficult, it's a long story, recommend that people read it just to get a feeling about it. And uh, once they understand and uh, know, so many have since contacted, and I'm sure it's been passed on, so that thousands know and remember of that particular event. Upstairs told me at the time that it was being written that all the people in the whole of the galaxy knew about the event and they were very upset about it. However, so... Um, it is part of our evolution as a human race. And uh, I think it's very important that we understand that so that we understand also. Um, um, you can get it, by the way, in um, as an e-book too. Not very much at all. You know, so I'm not trying to make money or anything. I'm just trying to share the work um, that we all had and what we did. And, um, and it also ties in with, they said upstairs, meaning Alcharinga and the hierarchy, say that um, all the people that were on that ship, 50,000 people on that ship at that time, it was destroyed, it was blown up, only 90 survived, 90 people survived. However, all the rest, they've all come back now to remember the story and to remember the event. That's a big thing. So um, it's worthwhile thinking about anyway. Um, I have purposely... Always, since I've been doing my work, I've always actually um, not actually read or watched any Star Wars stuff or any channeling or any other work because I didn't want to influence my ability to just be a clear channel. So I didn't have anything else in my head. But um, I did. Un I was given the understanding that, yes, Alcharinga and his wife, which is where I come from, I'm a messenger, that's all here in this earth body, but, you know, at another layer of consciousness, uh, I was his wife. And so that was why I and he now, are, are, we were being appointed to tell the story. And, um, yes, we were Lirans at that time. And I don't know anything about Lirans, actually. 
I haven't looked it up. I only do what I'm asked to do. That way, because I know there's so much and I could get confused. Um, so I try to keep myself very clear all the time. doesn't mean to say I'm an angel or I'm perfect. <laughs> far from it. But um, uh, it's fun and it's easier this way. Um, so Because if I'm asked to write, then I'm not confused. I just write what I was given and that was it. But what they have said is that they couldn't give all the information to everyone and that um, they would give it to different people, other people around the earth. And that sooner or later, which seems to be now, it would all come together and it would weave truth of exactly how it is and how it was. And if there's any differences, that's why they've asked me to just keep as I have been shown. So that doesn't mean to say that everything I'm doing is right or that it's definitely, um, it's got a part of that. And it can be misunderstood. So when we talk about it and share it and explain, sooner or later we find it all interweaves and it's the same truth. It's quite wonderful, actually, the way they've put it all together and the, um, uh, the theory behind it all. <laughs> so I'm in service and I'm a messenger. That's it. Because there was also that um, prediction when I was holding the sacred stone way back in 1992, they said that there was going to be um, a great um, showing on mass of star people at Uluru, and all the we all the world will hear about it. Now it didn't happen. First year, second year, third year didn't happen. Fourth year because they never gave me dates, which they never do. They <laughs> no dates. However, it did happen. Except when I tuned into them and asked, well, what happened? Why, you know, well, they said, we could see you, but you couldn't see us. So they're operating at a different layer of consciousness, right? And, um, and they said, uh, Altering actually apologized on the plane going home. He was talking to me and um, he said that they were apologized, that they didn't show themselves on mass because of COVID-19 that everyone was, there was around the world, it was so much sickness, so much confusion about the future and people were unhappy and worried, all that. They said that if they'd shown themselves en masse with all the fiction of movies they make about being attacked, etc., that they thought they'd have a nervous breakdown. So, <laughs> so they didn't do it. Um, so I, I absolutely have no doubt the stuff people exist. Yeah. And I haven't actually made a point of saying that the people that I contact now, at the moment, the last meeting we had, which was just in August, and it's on YouTube, it's not on my website even yet, because we do a transcript, um, they're in our future. They tell us they're 6,000 years in our future. So they came back. So they're like, I'm here, and they're there, but they're communicating. They're back from the future. It's weird at 6,000 years, yeah, and you think, yeah. like, can't get your head around that, but when you realise with quantum physics and everything happening at once, and even Einstein's saying everything's relative, it's where your mind is focused and, like I have said, the past, present and future are all happening at once. Yeah. They are. But when you start, so say, uh, analysing and, you know, you come into and you're focusing, then you use measurements and that type of stuff in this reality, in this particular world that we live in here. Like with our eyes, 
we can only see so far into outer space, but we've got all these explorers that are sending back all these wonderful images. We wouldn't see that unless we had something assisting us to bring back. And then there's another another one I like too is the um, fact there's different layers of consciousness. Well, what about the layer of consciousness that's very busy with life forms of bacteria and virus? That exists. We see that in a microscope, but we can't see it with our physical eyes. So straight away, come on, open your minds a bit. We, we, there's a lot of things that uh, we don't understand because we are limited in a physical earth body, but not with our soul consciousness, with our God self. We are yeah. given what we need to know. As part of what's happening in the future, it's like almost... Um, from my understanding, and I don't ask these questions, I just get, I just accept what they give me or what they ask me to do. Mm. And um, with the future, what I feel is it's like we need to trust because I think the future can take many different different tracks, right? You can actually, you could sort of start walking this path then suddenly you veer off and you're on another one. That's your future too. That future for that person is different from that future there for that person, that type of stuff, right? So it can be very confusing and it's the same for the big picture like the universe. And when I talk about universes, to me, there's no outside. Of, I, I try to think or explain what a universe is and, <laughs> and um, I heard um, Professor Michio Kaku, if you heard, I like listening to him. He, um, he explains, he talks about bubbles. And um, in some ways, a bubble can sort of come together and become one bubble mm. or it can disappear altogether. I think we can create um, and we have a choice too. And I think that's actually what's happening now. Yeah. They have explained, um, they've, they've talked about how there's a separation that's been on the books prophesied for a long time, even in the Bible, you know, the wheat from the staff stuff. Mm. <laughs> it's not because... A man with a long white beard is saying, you're good, you're not, you're good, you're not. <laughs> That's it. It's nothing like that. It's to do with what our body, if you like, in this layer of consciousness, can handle the strength of the energy and the frequency. And uh, that is everything. And that's light. And when you think about it, it's connected to the sun. And if we talk about the sun, the sun can be so hot, it can destroy. But it also can nurture and help things to grow so you know we, we we're caught with this energy it seems to fit where it's it's almost like uh, there is an intelligence there that we don't understand totally in our physical brain at all yeah that's yeah. another thing uh, people if they trust and they're following um their feelings and their intuition which is inside teaching if they're following that, they'll be at the right place for whatever's meant for them, even though they might not consciously be aware of it. That's to do with trust as well.